we continue to watch movies so you don't have to. I am DeGeest, along with DeBeauty. That's me. I'm here. I believe this is episode 110. We're knocking them out, man. It's, haven't missed a week. We might have missed our upload deadline by an hour or three or four, but we haven't missed a week, and this is our third year going for it, so we're getting there. <laughs> Uh, before we continue with Cube, the Cube series, how have you been? Uh, things are pretty good. Just uh, keeping busy with work and uh, apparently making fat stacks of cash off of random magic cards that I buy, that I find a pack at Target for, and uh, it's really about it. Yeah, how that's about- some fun news. Yeah, pulling a serialized card that is a Utvara Hellkite, which is a dragon card that is uh, extremely good in a dragon-themed commander deck. Um, yeah, getting that number out of five hundred is a uh, is a pretty pretty rare pull. So I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, man. And you said you've been watching some sell, and they've been going for you know two hundred and change, depending on on the buyer. Yep. So, as we said, fat stacks of cash. <laughs> and you weren't tempted to make a dragon deck with it? No. <laughs> what How about, about anything else besides that? Uh, no, nothing going on for me. You know, the usual. Trying to get ready for convention coming up in March, but that's... uh. That's that's a that's a long grind here. We're mid January, so I got essentially two months to to get everything ready for that. Sure, plenty so, of time. Yep. What about you? You had some comedy shows this past weekend. It was the Orhouse. <laughs> Orhouse in Gilbert, Minnesota. That was a fun time. That was a great one. Had uh, like ninety-ish people show up, which is fantastic. Um, they had a blast whole show went pretty well afterward they liked us so much they were buying us drinks and then one lady is like hey why don't you come to my bar it's right up the street so we go to her bar it's maybe i don't know two three blocks up the road from where we're performing and it's a it was a strip club called the gladiator in gilbert minnesota (laughs) all right sounds like there's some sword fighting going on there though (laughs) I was pretty tame, but uh, buddy, my buddy Pete, fellow comedian, he got man, he got trashed there. They were giving us two for ones, and he's a drinker. So, oh, I guess my other buddy Chad is also a drinker, but he drinks so much that you can't even tell. He just drinks to maintain. <laughs> you can tell when he's not drinking more than you can tell when he is. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, that was fun, you know. It's it's fun to be appreciated by the locals. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then uh, when this comes out, let's see. We will have had a show last night. I assume that went well. And then uh, Roast Battle in Duluth, Minnesota happening on the day of this release, which will be the 20th at uh, 7 o'clock Caddyshack in Duluth. And I am not in that one, but I am producing it, so... The roast battles have generally been pretty successful. 
You're just you, you, are you are you judging at least too, or is it more of an audience style judging? <laughs> uh, this this one will be audience style. I am I'm reporting on the decibel reader, so yeah. I will hold that up and the audience will scream and I will say so and so one so and I you know I'll be on stage I'll th- throw a few zingers in if I can think of any but it's a lot less work for me than the other contestants. You just gotta make fun of the crowd. Yeah, that, that too. So that'll be the easiest way to get them going. Oh yeah, that'll. <laughs> it's fun. People like to see people get trashed on. I don't know why, but it always uh, attracts people. Yeah, I, I think it is kind of just. I, I'm assuming as well that it's kind of a random draw, so it really shows the, the the uh, I guess the the quickness of somebody coming up with the jokes yeah and uh you know they were talking they've been talking ahead of time like they know the other contestants and there's some obvious things like uh i don't know i don't want to give anybody ideas but one guy well, i don't know <laughs> one guy's got muscular dystrophy and it's like well you could just trash that but that one's too obvious it's I, I almost the easy route yeah and i don't know that any of your uh any of the contestants are going to be looking to us to to help them write jokes either. I mean, you maybe, me definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I try to be impartial. But anyway, that uh, it should be fun. It'll be a blast. Um, hopefully, people come to that one as well. Outside of that, you ready to uh, to dive back into Cube? Yeah, this one was. Uh... Kind of a doozy, but, you know, it's kind of a blur. I did watch it while I was working today, so my my memory might be a little bit fuzzy, but uh, we'll get through it. I didn't remember. Apparently, this one's a prequel, which I didn't realize that until I read one of the descriptions. And uh, it's also on, uh, it's on Tubi and Amazon Prime, so people can watch it a lot of places depending on what you have yeah i I watched it on tubi since it was free and i did not even look to see if it was on prime or not but you got everything it just happened to pop up on my prime while i was streaming for something else and i thought oh i didn't know this was available but but it is and uh came out in 2004 starts much like the rest of the cube movies do or have thus far we get our lone person in the cube in our opening scene. Looks pretty nervous. Walking through doors. Uh, enters a room. Gets, uh, like, <laughs> misted by water, like in the produce section, essentially, at your local grocery store. First, he thinks he's dead meat. Then he's a bit relieved. He's like, oh, finally, water. And he starts, like, licking it off his hands. Uh, but seconds after that, his skin sloughs off. His hands, his arms, his face, and he drops to the ground like a dead, bloody skeleton. Giant, yeah, just a giant pile of guts. Which is nice. I like a giant pile of guts right off the bat. An immediate pile of guts is exactly what I want want my movies to start with. (laughs) Yes, get one of those bees out of the way right away. Yes, for sure. Uh, then this one takes a bit of a departure. They pull back 
essentially to outside of the cube, two guys just watching the the first death on their computer monitors. Uh, it becomes pretty apparent quick that like this is their job. They just monitor the people in the cube. They're in the kind of a underground bunker looking thing. There's monitors. They they burn this guy's death onto like a CD and put it in his file. So this dates it a little bit. <laughs> What's and then a they CD? Start to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> CD burner technology still in use, I guess, in 2004. Well, yeah. I don't remember for sure when I quit burning CDs, but I guess it makes sense. And uh, it's this is kind of our first behind the cube look, right? Like they're these two guys, Win and Dodd. This is just their daily grind. This is their job. They're even kind of bored with it. They they monitor the cube. They make boring small talk. They play chess together. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. One guy's like a chess genius. The other guy just loses over and over. Yeah, one guy wants to be a good chess player. The other guy is a good chess player without even looking at the board. Yeah, yeah. he's the kind of guy where he just has it all memorized. And uh, that's Win. He's the smart guy, which is an appropriate name. And Dodd is the guy trying to get good. He'll just... he'll shout his move to win and win will just reply without even looking at the board and win the game as he's sketching other things uh, he's doodling in a notepad yeah he's a bit of an artist as well intelligent slash art guy and then he uh yeah they, they have some discussions about the cube win has some questions dodd doesn't like that <laughs> yeah, Win we, we appears to be fairly new at the job and doesn't quite. Uh, he, he's he's still he's still curious about what they're actually doing. Yeah, Dodd just is there to do what he's told, and and that's that's all he's gonna you know he's all he's gonna do. He's not gonna look at the personnel files. He's not gonna look at you know who's in. He's not looking at who's in the cube. He's not doing anything outside of what he is told to do just watch the monitors and then if he gets communications on anything he does he takes care of that as well yeah yeah wind's very curious and dodd is more like just keep your mouth shut don't ask questions do your job and there are little hints like Wynn will ask dodd like hey when was the last time you were outside and dodd's like you know i don't i don't remember things like that they talk about their former co-workers who have gone missing. <laughs> you know, when is so-and-so coming back? <laughs> yeah, is it Owen and somebody else? I don't remember the other, the fourth guy's name. Yeah, Owen's the important one. I forget the other one, too. But yeah, there, there are a lot of questions. They they don't go unanswered. Um, the elevator comes down. They get their their food pills. <laughs> They're like the size of a multivitamin, but it's, you know, whatever. Full meal. Sorbet salad. Yeah. Like a steak, steak fries. Yeah. They also get uh, their orders to monitor the, the new group of subjects, which uh, starts with Reigns, a lady named Reigns. And yep. uh, Wynn is immediately smitten by her. 
Well, he said, yeah, he says she looks familiar. Like he can't, he can't quite place where he's yeah. seen her before, but he feels that he, he has does. seen her before. Um, so he does. Uh, they they go in and and um, one of the things that they, that they do is they capture the last dream that the people have had while they're in REM sleep. So they they get to witness her dream of her running through the woods with her little girl and uh, her in, you know, and then getting captured there and then her being in the hospital and her, her little girl screaming for her mom. And, and all of a sudden, you know, the, she wakes up and the girl's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're on the run and in a forest and, yeah, now she just wakes up in the cube, and we follow her. She goes into an adjacent room, and uh, we have the the meet the the crew scene, which is common in every one of these cube movies. The whole crew is just there. They have the the classic cube discussion. Hey, why are we here? Nobody knows. Nobody really really remembers much. Um, yeah, they got they got Reigns Haskell. Jax, Mayorhold, and Bartok. Oh, and Angelico. Yeah, and they they quickly decide, kind of what everybody else decides, they're going to keep heading in one general direction to find the edge. They use the old uh, boot to test the traps in the various room theory. One guy goes uh, first pretty quickly. I think it's Bartok goes to the next room. Bolts bolts shoot out from the walls onto the adjacent walls with wire. They kind of wrap around him and retract and then uh, chop him into chunks, pretty large chunks, like a, like a rump roast. Yeah. It almost seemed like this was more sound activated than anything. Um, Cause like he threw the boot in, nothing happened. And as soon as he, or almost maybe even like heat censored, but then eventually, you know, because um, Reigns, as she's about to come into the room where he's all wrapped up in the wire, that's what, you know, like it just had him wrapped up there. And then as soon as she said something or whatever, the, the door closed and then the wires retracted and garroted him into a bunch of little chunks. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, they've had similar traps, not quite the same, but similar ones in past cubes. And uh, yeah, so they're, again, it's your classic cube team. They don't get along well. They don't really know what's going on. They're just trying not to die. They do also pretty quickly, uh, they, they notice the number, actually it's letters, not numbers in this one. Um, and they devise, based on the alphabet, that it's a 26 by 26 cube. They're just going to keep going in one direction until they hit the wall. Yep. And I think this is where it cuts back to Win and Dodd, and they get a phone yeah. call talking about somebody's yeah. entering the escape room. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have a bit of an argument. Win keeps asking questions. Dodd's annoyed at them. Win notices that. Uh, Reigns is missing her consent form. <laughs> she didn't sign her consent form to enter the cube. This is an emergency. They should call upstairs, which I guess you only do in emergencies. But then, yeah, then the phone rings itself, and it uh, is a call from upstairs. Yes, a a 
person has is approaching the exit, they have to do the exit procedure. So uh, Wynn and Dodds go, they go start the exit procedure, and it turns out to be Owen, one of their their former co-worker, Owen. Yeah, they have an argument. (laughs) Yeah, they have an argument there, too, because it's only supposed to be senior people, and Wynn has not been there long enough to be considered a senior operator and they need two senior operators to perform the exit procedure. Uh, and Wynn says he won't help unless Dodd agrees to call upstairs for a communication about the consent form thing. Yeah. Which he finally does agree, and then that's when they find out that it's Owen. They push a button to basically grab Owen's legs and wrists with chains to hold him in place, and they start asking him questions. And it's just like, what is it? What is your name? And do you believe in God? Yes, because, yeah, each each button that they have there, obviously, considering their, their, their clothes are labeled with their name on there. So each question has, has, a, has a yes or no button that they have to push. And yep. yes, the first question is, what is your name? And, you know, they... Owen is so disoriented that he doesn't even realize that it's Dodd's voice that is asking him that. He does answer truthfully. Then uh, Dodd also asks, the second question is, do you believe in God? Owen says no. And Dodd pushes the no button and it torches him. Yeah, flame through through is just cook him. Actually, Dodd forces wind to push the button. <laughs> Wynn's like holding his hand above the button kind of hesitantly and Dodd just smashes his hand into it and yeah Owen gets roasted and uh, at that point Wynn kind of clearly he's had some questions about this place to begin with but now he's like oh my you know we just burned our co-worker alive I mean that's what do we do now bad solution with some co-workers but yes we've all <laughs> wished we could do that yeah i'm and sure people point... wish to do that to me <laughs> yeah. and then when when realizing you know that i don't know i think he's probably a bit naive but kind of realized that people had consented to be in here and realized no that's not the case and knowing he's knowing that Reigns doesn't have a consent form, he decides he's going to sneak into the cube and save her. So he takes the elevator down to the cube, enters it himself to try to find Reigns. And uh, this causes a bit of an emergency from the guys upstairs. The big head honchos come down to contain it. Uh, there's a, a team of uh, black-suited gentlemen. I forget the name of the guy with one eye. but Yeah, I don't know that... I'm looking here at Rotten Tomatoes, and I know that Riken and Quigley were actually it might have been Riken. I don't know. So long ago that these current photos don't. Uh... Yeah, they don't hold up, and they don't say people's names a lot in this one. No, but at least the people. Anyway, one eye, Cyclops, I'll call him. 
and they, yeah, they kind of take in, they they take over the control room. They're trying to monitor inside the cube to see what's going on. Um, Dodds asks what he should do, and he's told to commence needle testing on the uh, the patients in there. So he manages to he separates one of the ladies by locking the door behind her and uh, injects her with a dart out of the floor, which she passes out. Eventually, the rest of the group finds her, and uh, she is <laughs> clearly in a bad way. She's infected with something. Her skin is all rotting or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. her name was Jellico. Jellico sounds right. Yeah, they, they, switched, they swapped the rooms around there, so she got moved away from them, stuck her in the foot with a needle, because she was, again, she was testing the rooms to make sure that nothing was, go, you know, was... There wasn't any sort of trap there. She gets stuck in the foot. Yeah, her face is all... Uh, in fact, she looks like she's part of the Walking Dead. And yeah. uh, it's Haskell, Haskell <laughs> Reigns, and Mayerhold, I believe, are the are the guys that, that find her at, at this point. Because uh, Bartok is dead. Owen's dead. Um. She yeah, so she kind of wakes up. You know, they they they're trying to wake her up. She's just laid on the ground there. Uh, they do eventually like see you know see that she's got a pulse. They kind of shake her a little bit. She wakes up, starts freaking out about what's going on with her, uh, and she scratches. Uh, I believe it's Mayor. Well, it's not Haskell or Rain, so it has to be Mayor Hold. I think it's Mayor Hold. And. Uh, he, you know, he he gets upset that she scratched him the way he did. He shoves her back. She trips, smashes the back of her head on the corner of the cube. There, she's dead. <laughs> they're talking, you know, they they were, uh, you know, something's going on with her. They are no, they're not sure if it's contagious or not. But uh, Haskell doesn't want to take a chance. Reigns is kind of like, well, we can't just leave him behind here, you know. We can't. So Haskell's like, all right, fine. But you're checking all the rooms. He says he'll do anything to not be left behind. Haskell says, fine, you're checking all of the rooms from now on first instead of taking turns like they were. Which, again, immediately uh, they're opening up a ceiling hatch, or, you know, floor hatch to go down into the next room. Uh, it seems to be a pretty far drop, and Haskell just kicks him down the hatchway and closes it behind him, and they go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, they, they leave him in there, and he's actually not too badly beat up for falling, you know, through the through an entire cube. But uh, these, I don't know, sound <laughs> sound amplifying radar discs shoot out of the wall and point at him and just start, I guess, vaporize his body with sound waves is what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah, he, he stands up, he starts screaming, yeah, they get the sound waves blasted, and eventually, yeah, his body just explodes. Yeah. So we're down, yeah, down one more. And um, it's uh, right after this is when Wynn finds what remains of the, the people trapped in the cube. Uh, he he does have some cube knowledge, of course, so he can help them escape. 
you know, he knows some things about how to identify which, which rooms are trapped. Uh, the bad side is the, uh, you know, the men in black are up in the control room also <laughs> altering things a bit to try to stop him from escaping, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, they can change which rooms are trapped, and they do. Uh, yeah. What else? I mean, they, they, yeah, they can shift the rooms around in the cube and, and, and everything. But at this point, um, like they're, they're monitoring them, and uh, Dodd has now decided that he's going to try and help Win get out of there. So he pulls he pulls the plug on um, on the power. To the key. Yeah. Dodd Dodd has a brief moment of humanity when he looks at a an art sketch that Wynn has drawn <laughs> where he makes them look like a dynamic duo of superheroes. <laughs> yeah, the chess man and the brain. Yeah. And so that means yeah, so it inspires him to try to help. So yeah, he pulls some, I don't know, fuse out of the wall or something and <laughs> shuts the power down, which deactivates the traps while the power is down. And then, you know, for the big guy upstairs, old Cyclops, for allegedly being the head honcho, he's he's a little slow to realize that Dodd is the one who's causing all this trouble. Well, yeah, he's just looking around like why why are we losing power? We shouldn't be losing power here. Somebody explain this to me. And then that was it was right after Dodd was like, yeah, I got to go use the restroom. <laughs> May I go to the bathroom? Yep. So yeah. So yeah. Riken and Quigley are watching the 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 cube group, the pair of the well, I guess the trio now because it's Wynn and uh, Haskell and Reigns, and uh, they yeah they're they're going through that. Um, and to get the goes, power back on. <laughs> Yeah, Dodd, Dodd goes to the bathroom. They realize what's going on. Uh, Cyclops goes in and kills Dodd in the bathroom because um, apparently he has swallowed the the piece of of the the cube that he took out of there, the power coupler. And uh, so Cyclops hits him with a blowgun. Uh, you know. Hit, shoots him with a dart that is going to put you basically a paralytic and he's like you can't move but you're you're certainly going to feel this and then you just hear him screaming and then he comes back and gives the piece to uh quigley to put back together but it's also given them with the power going out uh it takes 10 minutes essentially to reboot the cube with the power cycle but the first thing it's going to do is it's going to cleanse itself by uh, wiping everything base in the cube off the face of the earth. Yeah, they're going to so. do the restart procedure. But uh, part of that, too, is that they can allegedly jump out. They have, like, you know, a three-second window to jump out of the cube before the reset procedure happens. But yeah, they do they get power back, and of course the men in black are like, uh, you know, what can we do? How can we stop these guys? And uh, is it Haskell? Haskell's the ex-cube marine guy, I believe. Yes. Yep. 
So he's got he's got some sort of biochip implanted in him. So they uh, they they did something to him. They 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 locked him down in one of the other, or they didn't even lock him in. They just basically decided to. Uh, um, he dropped down into another room through the floor. They uh, quit. Wind and Reigns decided to go a different direction from that because they weren't happy with the way he treated uh, Mayor Hold. Uh, as they're actually uh, going into a different cube, you know, going into a different section of the cube, they set they turn on his biochip, which reduces all of his pain inhibitors, and uh, turns on all of his super. You know, basically makes him into a super soldier. His eyes turn green. Uh, he just jumps up through the hatch like it's nothing. There starts chasing after them. Does manage to. I believe it's within the first couple of rooms, manages to catch up. It turns into a big fight scene there. Uh, and they end up, uh, is it Reigns, I think it is, or is it Wynn that ends up pushing him onto a spike to kill him there? And uh, he's holding he, he's, he's holding on to Wynn, and uh, he, they, they're in the exit room. There, they they found because Win knows where he's going, so he's able to guide them to yeah. the exit room. Um, didn't tell Haskell, of course, that they were going to the exit room, but Haskell immediately, like just like I said, just jumped up into that room where they were previously at and followed them. Um, yeah. So Reigns jumps into the into the water there. Uh, Win does manage to impale him on a spike. And jump into the water. Haskell just pretty much ignores the spike there, pulls himself off of it, but he doesn't make it out. He uh, gets out, gets caught up in the in the the clean slate policy of the cube restarting. <laughs> yeah, he just gets cooked. And then uh, yeah, yeah, and then wind and rains are out. They are outside of the cube. And uh, the the men in black team doesn't exactly know if they made it out or not, but they decide to send a chopper to the cube exit, which they do. Some, uh, a, I don't know, squad of mercenaries or whoever these people are. There is a brief chase scene where they're like shooting darts at them. And uh, Wynn gets tagged with a dart. He tells Reigns, just keep on, you know, keep on going. Forget me. And she does. <laughs> Don't have to she tell does. me twice. Yeah, she's like, okay. Just met you. But yeah, and then the wind, uh, the dart, you know, knocks him out. He wakes up. He is basically in a medical uh, examination room. He's strapped to a chair. It's Cyclops there who is kind of questioning him a bit, you know, if yep. there's any uh, uh, consolation prize, it's Wynn can just tell by the way he's answering that uh, Reigns escaped. However, uh, Wynn's going back in the cube, and Cyclops cuts his brain open, does little brain experiments on him. Gives him a lobotomy. Yeah, gives him a lobotomy. 
Yeah, so so they're yeah, they're talking about stuff, and it turns out that all of the people that get put into the cube have been sentenced to they've they've been condemned, they've been sentenced to death. Um, and they have the option of trying to escape the cube or take the death penalty. Um, and, and they are given drugs to not be able to remember any of it because, uh, you know, uh, when Wynn wakes up in this hospital room, the Cyclops says, you know, hey, you've been, uh, because of your actions, you've added, had three life terms added to your sentence. And Wynn's like, but I'm not, I'm not guilty. You know, I, I haven't done anything. There wasn't even a trial. And he's like, oh, you don't remember the trial? But this is your signature on this form, isn't it? And he's got a, he's got a pink slip there signed by Wynn to get put into the cube. And then that, yeah, that's when he talks about how he knows that because of the way he's been answering and the way he's being treated. Because um, Wynn says he'll take death over going back into the cube. And Cyclops says, nope, death is too easy for you. You're going back in the cube. And uh, and that's how he knows that Reigns got away. They show, yeah, they show Wynn being put back into the cube. And he's basically turned into uh, the autistic guy from the first one who knows how to navigate everything. And that's how he knows. That's how he knows how to navigate uh, the, the cube as well as he did. And then uh, it, he's with a different group of people, though. It's not the people from the original Cube movie. And uh, it just seems like every time he escapes, he just gets put right back in anyway. Yeah, but, uh, he's, the, he's the guy who likes the blue rooms. <laughs> yes. And, and, and it cuts, then it cuts to Reigns with uh, a young child in the forest talking about how... Uh, um, you know, why cold, why can't we have the fire? Because they don't want the bad people to find um, that. And then I forget what she says or whatever, but she says something about, you know, Wynn being very special. She's like, yeah, we, he is very special. And it's almost like implying that Wynn was the father of the child, but there was no, uh, I guess, no, no any sort of no part of any sort of the plot that shows them ever like having even a chance to hook up to conceive a child but that's what it seems like they, that's what it to me is what it seemed like they were implying at the end there because i assumed it was just uh, her daughter but they wouldn't have explained how she reunited with her i thought it was a son though at the end was it i but... thought it was a daughter but maybe i'm crazy I don't know. I could be crazy too. But I thought the it was... end. <laughs> yeah, roll roll credits. We we roll we're rolling credits at that point. Get rid of this uh crappy movie here cuz I I did I did not like this movie very much. It was a very difficult uh a very difficult watch, but it doesn't also help that I was watching while I was working, so it made it much, it made it more difficult to pay attention to things, to the small details. Sure. I was mixed on it. I liked it had a couple, well, a couple of bloody deaths, which I always enjoy. The first one was the, the bloodiest of all. And then the, uh, the guy getting chopped in chunks is pretty good. 
Yeah, um, the, that's mostly what I want. I just want more bloody deaths, really. If I could have one uh, critique of Cube, add more bloody deaths, yo. Yep. No, it is. It's it, all I guess it is. It is the daughter. I don't know why I thought it was the son. Maybe the maybe the daughter's got kind of a manly looking face, but <laughs> <laughs> I just brought it up on my, on my computer here. But sure. So yeah, like I said, it's a. Uh... I don't know. The deaths. A couple of deaths are okay. You know, the behind the scenes stuff was uh, okay. Or the. Behind the cube, but uh, yeah, I just mostly want more deaths. Yeah, uh, the, the, like more, yeah, more graphic deaths. We don't need invisible columns crushing people because that was kind of dumb for a hypercube. Yes. Oh well, we are under. We'll be under our last cube, which this one could either be great or terrible. Um. Yeah, this one is from slog. This is from twenty twenty one, and it is a Japanese movie, so it is going to be. I don't know whether it's subtitled or not, uh, but it, it looks like uh, it's at least recent, so there should be uh, should be some good good special effects. Hopefully, um, hopefully some good deaths. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, just the, the you know the modernization of it makes it really good. Um, subtitles, I'm often not a fan of, but uh, I don't know. Japanese, they can they can do things right in terms of goriness and crazy scenes. So I'll I'll be cautiously optimistic until I am proven wrong. For sure. All right. Well. I don't really have anything else. This is going to be a really short episode. <laughs> hey, we can knock it out quick. So, yeah, well, I mean, we got that knocked out real quick. And, yeah, Monday should be back to recording at a regular time unless something comes up for you. Otherwise, uh, oh, that should be fine. All right. Well, I guess I'll watch the movie on Sunday again then. So, all right, well, this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeese podcast where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.